people! Welcome once again to the Party of One podcast, the actual play RPG podcast where the gaming table is always set for two. I'm your host as always, Jeff Stormer, and this week I'm joined once again by my good friend Steph Beckfay for a game of Ellen Mortal, unmasked in the main event, the acoustic cover. Ellen Mortal, unmasked in the main event, is based on the game that I wrote with the same name. It is a, it was a submission for the acoustic cover jam, in which game designers took the title of other designers' games and created essentially cover song editions of those games, which were games that explored different themes and took that title in very different directions. And let me tell you, uh, as the designer of the other version of Ellen Mortal Unmasked in the main event, I love what Steph did with the acoustic cover of this game. It is so freaking cool. Uh, this is a story game about two wrestlers in a sold-out show at Corken Hall. The lights dim, their entrance music comes on the loudspeakers, the, one of the greatest professional wrestlers alive, and 2,000 people have come to see their final match. This is the story of a rivalry that spans decades and spans storylines, promotions, feuds. It is the story of the rivalry between two of the greatest wrestlers who ever lived, and it is playing out tonight in front of a packed room and simultaneously over every single match prior in their in their long and storied history. I love this game. This game is so beautiful and so cool. Please go check it out. You can find your own copy of Ellen Mortal Unmasked in the Main Event, the cover song edition, at garlicbreadandroses.itch.io, or you can check the show notes for more information. Steph is, as I mentioned, the designer of Ellen Mortal Unmasked in the Main Event. They are also a country singer with Garlic Bread and Roses, and their music is, if I may say so, wonderful. And also, they are one of my favorite people to talk about professional wrestling with, particularly Japanese wrestling and indie wrestling. Um, you can find their music at garlicbreadandroses.bandcamp.com. You can find their games at garlicbreadandroses.itch.io. And you can find them on Twitter at Liana Edgelord. Now, with all that said, let's go ahead and throw it over to me in the past so that he can get started with the show. Take it past me. This week, I honestly could not be more excited to be sitting down once again with my good friend, Steph Beckfay. Steph, thank you so much for coming back on Party of One. Thanks for having me. So real quick, at the top of the show, before we introduce the game that we are playing this week, which is one of your own design, why don't you talk about anything else that you've got going on that you might want us to know about? Uh, yeah, so I, um, I write country songs that, uh, that you can find at garlicbreadandroses.bandcamp.com. Uh, they're all very gay. Most of them are sad. Some of them are about killing cops. Um, I also, obviously, I design games. Um, this is one of them. Um, you know, I mostly do slice of life things. You know, like small things, so no excuses. You can read them all in like twenty minutes. They're um, all. They're. I mean, they're good. All of the games of yours that I've read are very good. Thanks. Um, by the time this episode goes out. I should have just released an album of traditional style songs called like songs of death and heartbreak or something like that. And a, a hack of clicks and hums and sirens and the suns called um, time and space and an old familiar face. Uh, it is entirely possible that I will not have finished those things by the time this goes live. Who can say, but inshallah, inshallah, um, I will, uh, I'll be there. So I- I, th- this is legitimately, I will say this and I'm going to leave it on mic. This is legitimately one of my favorite things about doing the show is like, I get to hear cool things that my friends are doing. Like, as like, they're just like, here's the thing I'm going to talk about. And I hear about it for the first time and I get to lose my shit. Like I sit in my little chair and I lose my shit and I'm very, very excited. Cause I don't know if you know this, but I really love clicks and hums and sirens in the sun. So seeing hacks of it's going to make me very excited. Yeah. It's a, it's a good fucking game. Um, 
and uh, I, we played that last time I was here. We did. So um, what, are, what are we playing this week? It is uh, what talk to us about the game that we're playing. Yeah. So this is uh, Ellen Mortel unmasked in the main event uh, without an exclamation point, not to be confused with Ellen Mortel unmasked in the main event exclamation point, uh, which is by I don't know some game designer I've never heard of. Who knows? Some rando. Yeah. Uh, this was for an acoustic cover jam where you like. I'd, like do your own version of someone else's game in the same way that like Patty Smith did her own version of Gloria. And, um, and the idea being that, uh, it should be, you know, distinctly your thing and bear not that much resemblance to the original. So, uh, uh, yeah. I'm so excited. Uh, I read this game and like, so I read this game uh, I was I was immediately excited about it as the person that designed uh, the the Ellen Mortel and Mass in the main event exclamation point. I read this game and was just like utterly delighted because it takes the same kind of basic story beats and takes them in like a very different direction with a very specific different focus. And it's funny because uh, if if you were to ask someone which which version of that game is it the original or the cover edition is the is the is the two player game that is that is just two player two players telling stories about wrestling that's not the one that i designed uh <laughs> and i'm but i could not be more excited cuz it 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 creates it, it it captures legitimately some of my favorite things in wrestling are just these like long term years old like rivalry stories so i can't wait to to create one of these stories here on Mike today yeah, absolutely. I um, I uh, sh- I should probably have included a page like you did of like here are some matches that really influenced this game. Uh, I didn't because I published this game at like two in the morning and I haven't gone back and looked at it. I really should. Uh, but like I don't know. Kind of my two biggest reference points were um, Hiroyoshi Tenzan, uh, Takashi Izuka, and uh, Tom Nakano Kagetsu as like the two big mm. like like you know, friendships turned rivalries Mm -hmm. turned like, you know, like final retirement match. It's, it's just such a perfect, I mean, it is such a good like story. And it's, it's one that like, when it, when it, when it hits just right, it's, there's nothing quite like it. I mean, I, 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 I came into wrestling at the very end, kind of at the very end of this before it became something different that I was less invested in. But like, the I, I came into wrestling, I started watching wrestling right before El Generico disappeared from wrestling forever. And so the, the El Generico Whatever Kevin happened to that guy? Raised orphanage in orphanage in Mexico. He's, you know, oh, yeah. doing great. Um right before like like the like when he left was right when I got into wrestling. So like that was the first time I lo- I that was the first like long time rival story. So that's always had like a very close place in my heart. And then there are, there are just, there's, there's a handful of others where it's like anytime it's, it's that, it's that perfect moment when two guys are in a, a, like a rumble or a battle Royal and they, they turn to face each other and you just go, Oh, Oh shit. Oh no. It's all yeah, like this history here. It's my favorite. It's my absolute favorite. Well, I think we've talked about this enough. I'm ready to get into it. Which, should we read the opening monologue and then get into the actual scenes? Uh, yeah. Uh, so It's a sold-out show at Karakwin Hall. The lights dim, your entrance music comes on the loudspeakers. You are Ellen Mortal, one of the greatest professional wrestlers alive, and 2,000 people have come to see your final match. 
Your star has faded since your main event days, but the real heads know who you are and what you mean to this sport. Your mask is iconic. You revitalized Mexican-style wrestling in Japan. You helped bring your home promotion from near bankruptcy to international success. You trained a generation of stars, many of whom still make bank off moves and gimmick matches you innovated. And tonight you retire in style, in a mask-versus-mask match against your greatest rival. Your rival compliments you perfectly. If you're big and strong, they're small and fast. If you're brash and boisterous, they're stoic and reserved. If you're working heel, they're working face. Even your masks are matched opposites. You came up in this industry together, and in many ways you owe each other your careers. All but a few of your best matches were with them, so of course they have to be the one to take your mask. You climb through the ropes and lock eyes with your rival. The sounds of the bell, of the crowd, of the ring underneath you bring back a flood of memories. In this game, you, as El Inmortal, uh, as El Inmortal, and a friend, as your rival, will play through a series of seven scenes, each representing important moments in your long and storied wrestling careers. Together, you will tell the story of friendship and betrayal that you made your name on. Great, great intro. I'm so... Oh, that rules. I'm so... I, I Any game that starts out with a shout-out to Karakuen Hall is my, is my immediate favorite, and so... Uh, no, it, it's real good. It's real good is the thing. I went and looked up the, uh, the, uh, like, venue capacity to make sure that I got that right. <laughs> that is, that is, I appreciate that. That is a detail that, that has put the biggest smile on my face. Uh, gosh, I'm, I'm. I'm getting I'm I'm getting emotional thinking about a wrestling venue, which can tell you uh, how long it's been since I've been at a wrestling venue. But uh, uh, God, it's good. I it's remember good. shows. Yeah, right. Remember shows. Remember wrestling. It was great. I remember going places and seeing people. Vaguely. Um, all right. So, like you said, we are going to play through seven scenes. Each scene is going to uh, give us some some flavor text as well as answer some questions that we are going to to flesh out through the through scene play through through describing things just kind of talking through this this rivalry between Ellen Mortal and their uh, great rival uh, I, I'm thinking we should probably answer a question or two well actually let me ask you should we answer a question or two about like our rival or is that something that we're gonna or about who each of us are or is that something that we're gonna flesh out as we play through um I think I would like to be Ellen Mortal okay cool. Uh, talk to me a little bit about what Ellen Mortal's, uh, like, aesthetic is, uh, wrestling style, build, that sort of thing is, as they come into their final match. Yeah. So, because of the, uh, because, like, the development of the aesthetics is, mm -hmm. is so important, I do kind of want to okay. start at the beginning from that. Yeah, that's great. Let's, that sounds great. Um, but I do want to say that Scottish Luchador is is kind of the aesthetic that I'm holding on to right now. Okay, I got that. That is a good aesthetic to hold in each of our minds as we answer through the questions, and we'll get... Yeah, and uh, uh, my, only, uh, my only question I think I, I have before we go into it is... Uh, so one thing that I made intentionally ambiguous in this game is how, like, kayfabe compliant it is, mm -hmm. which I... Sh should we define wrestling terms as... Well, I think we probably yeah we probably can. Kayfabe is uh, the 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 fiction of wrestling. It is the it is the illusion that wrestling is a thing that is real. So yeah. so so how how real? So I guess the question is how real do you want to play all of the things that we're going to play through here in the in the game itself? Um, I I definitely prefer the behinds of the behind the scenes drama of of wrestling storytelling, but like I do also you know see a lot of value in either, I, I, so. I feel like i i'm very much on the same page and i think like the like to me it's 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 one of those things where the really kind of 
the really kind of like magical like rivalry stories are the ones that have that backstage element and the ones that like it becomes something that is simultaneously like on screen and off where it it makes everything kind of real in its own way, like in its way that like even even as you know that everything is staged, there's that element of like, but this is the one real thing. It's to to quote the to quote the thing that inspired the Jeff Stormer version of the game, which is the Mountain Goat song Unmasked. It's the the cast of thousands and we were the real two. It's that feeling of like of like everything here is staged, but what we have gone through on screen and off is the real story amidst all of the the pageantry. For sure. Perfect. Yeah, yeah cool. hell yeah. Hell yeah. All right. Um, well, I will go ahead and read us through our first match, and then we will answer some questions, and we will, we, will, we will meet our wrestlers. First match. Everyone starts somewhere. This may or may not be the actual first match you worked at a real show, but it was certainly your first match with the one who would become your rival. You were both trainees then, green and still innocent. Your technical skill left much to be desired, but you were only allowed a handful of moves, but even at this stage, it was clear that the two of you had a special chemistry. Describe together how you connected with a crowd who expected nothing from you. What did you each discover in yourselves that would help define your careers? So this is, this is the visual that I'm getting here is, I feel like it's, I, I like the visual that it starts and ends at Karakuen Hall, which if you're listening to this and you don't know what that looks like, Google Karakuen Hall. It is a very famous uh, wrestling venue. It is one that virtually every company that has run shows in Japan has run at some point. And in one of the, it's, it is, it is a, a venue with a great deal of history and it is a venue that, that I get very emotional thinking about. If you've ever watched um, Hajime no Ippo, which is a really famous boxing anime, um, most of the big fights are at Karakuen Hall. So I like the idea that we start and end at Karakuen, because especially because I love the idea, like having watched a, having watched a lot of of young lion matches at the start of Karakuen Hall shows. Yeah. That aesthetic is very clear in my mind of like people are just filing in as we are as we are doing our match together and the idea of capturing that audience that like half of them are not in their seats is very compelling to me yeah um oh okay so so in that case i think the visual that comes most clearly to mind for me is like i think like what we see as the audience is the first the first paragraph of description of like the show and the lights. I think we see that in first person mm-hmm. and like, you know, it's sweeping over the, the sold out crowd and like, and like you see the big, you know, mask versus mask banner, mm-hmm. like, like with, with, you know, some wrestlers pictures on it, but it's in shadow because we haven't seen, we haven't seen us yet. Yep. And then when it gets to the place where we would make our entrance, um, like, I think I step out as a young lion and I am just this, child and I love it. when it zooms back out the audience is mostly not there and it's very good and it's like it's like a road to show it's not even like a real show yeah 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 it is it is absolutely like it. it is like the fourth match of a tour or even like a even like a mid like the middle of a tournament like it's it's it is it, it could not be less of anything um and yeah i I think I'm definitely, I'm definitely a high flyer. Mm. Like I'm like, I'm not high flying yet, but I'm just like, just like very like physically small, Mm -hmm. smaller than some of the people in chairs that I walk past. Yeah. And, um, 
like I'm de- definitely picturing this just like you know scrawny kid with like a with like a you know a solid black like pompadour like mm-hmm. looks like I did this like put put my hair up right before the match kind of thing. Oh, then the visual that I get for my for me immediately is uh it's my favorite it is my favorite young young lion build which is just like indiscriminately big just big like not quite like like looks like i could be if i if i if i if i were to be made like a full-time wrestler become ripped but right now i'm just large i think i'm also i think i have the full like the full shaved head and i'm just like uh just a just a walking barrel uh, and I, 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 I get the most mileage out of the, out of the, the, the young lion Boston crab, which is the only finisher that we're allowed to do. Yeah. Uh, oh. and I, I, I'm the, I'm the, I'm, I, I've added the innovation where I jump up and down when I do it. And, and the, and that is, that is, that is the thing that, that is, that is the, the thing that I add to it. Oh, totally. And I think, okay. So then I think. You know, the match starts. I think you go right for it, right? Mm-hmm. And, like, you start jumping up and down. And I think I, I... I think I, like, try to pull off a Hurricane Rana out of it. Mm. It doesn't really look great. It's kind of awkward because I'm, I haven't really learned how to do this. Yeah. Um, but the fact that I'm going for it kind of takes the audience a little off guard. Yeah, it's and not really a, it's not really a move that we're traditionally like allowed to do in matches and so it's kind of a it's kind of yeah, a, a big pop moment. Yeah, going to get a talking to from from uh the coach on on the way back. But for the moment people are at least looking up from their cell phones. I love that. I I I think that the other thing, I think the thing that like I draw I do to draw attention is like after this, I I I picture if you if you are a high flyer there's absolutely like several sequences, which is just you as all momentum, like as a pinball, and and I'm doing the I'm doing the strong style thing of like you you pinball at me and I just don't even budge. Oh yeah, the like the like I like I bounce off the ropes like five times and then when I finally try to clothesline you, you just like elbow me in the neck and yeah, I fall and, over. Yeah, just it's, crumple like glass. I facing off against you, I seem like a legit. I seem legitimately like a a gigantic. I seem like a legitimate like powerhouse wrestler as opposed to a kid who is slightly larger than you. Totally, and I think. Um, I think the main thing that I have going for me at this stage in my career isn't that I'm actually good at moves. I think it's just that I have no sense of dignity when I sell. Mm. Like, I don't care. I don't care about looking strong. So I can make whoever's fighting with me look okay. You know what I mean? And so, like, because you're, like... Like, I think because you don't fully know how to pull your punches yet. Mm -hmm. I mean, elbows. It can be be two things. Yeah. Um, I think, um, I think like what we bring out and out in each other here is, it is, um, like, like, because I'm selling so hard and you're like working stiffer than you probably should, Mm -hmm. uh, like hitting harder than you should. Um, I think, yeah, I I think this match just ends up looking a lot harder than, than a young lion match is supposed to. And I think, um. I think we end up having to call it a little bit early because I'm like actually like a little dazed. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. And I think the other thing playing off of the opposites idea, 
the other half of it is I legitimately am not good at selling, at least at not at this point. Mm-hmm. But that kind of and like that coupled with the with with how hard you are selling, like actually kind of makes that weakness look like a little bit of a strength where it's like, look how little look how little they're being phased. Like, look how little look how little all of this is impacting them when really it's just like I don't have those movements yet. But it looks like 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 I'm get, I'm getting knocked down and just like climbing back up. And it's really just I haven't worked out how to sell things yet, but I'm start. But against you, I look like I am like it looks like this is a very intentional act. Whereas against anybody else, it would look like oh, this kid just had this kid is just no selling all of the things. Yeah. Um. And I think yeah. And I think you take this match and you come out of it looking like, <laughs> looking like a powerhouse in a way that, um, in a way that you're honestly not supposed to. Yeah, hundred percent. Uh, yeah, and, and the finish is just, and the, the, I think, oh, you know what it is? If you're you're doing the Boston Crab again, and I think you end up jumping on me. Mm. Yeah. Like, instead of just jumping up and down while I'm, like, on the floor, you end up, like, slipping and falling onto me. And, like, that's when I tap, and it's earlier than it's supposed to be. Yeah, but, that's really good. But it looks like a planned moment to an audience who, like, didn't expect anything. That's really very good, and I think that's I think that's the end of the match. So, so would you like to read section? See, read interesting, heavily edited podcast. Would you like to introduce us to scene number two? Yeah. Um. So, team debut. Years of training have finally paid off. You've had matches in front of crowds before, but this felt like being born anew. You and the one who would become your rival donned masks for the first time and stepped into the ring as a team. Describe your masks together. What did they mean to you? So, like, I, I already said that my that my immediate thought was Immortal, and then it's just Luchador Highlander. Mm-hmm. So I think I have a tartan mask. I like that. I like, I was thinking, yeah, and I was thinking very specifically because, like, the things that we had talked about in the, like, before we started play, like, the visual, that, and it plays really nicely with the 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 what with what like has been introduced for my character last scene and i think plays really nicely off of this like tartan mask idea is like i picture that i have like ram's horns like Ooh, kind of like sick. decorative or like kind of like stitched almost like uh like drago in in triple a lucha underground where it's got that kind of sculpted those sort of sculpted spikes it's that yeah. kind of effect, but like ram's horns that kind of like go around my face and around like my orbital bones Hell yeah. Um what's your what's your ring name? Uh my ring name is uh my ring name is I'm gonna go with uh I'm gonna go with battering ram. I think that ties Hell nicely yeah. with the ram horns. I'm I am I, I, I've been named battering ram and it's it uh yeah, I can I think I got it. I think I got this name uh I'm gonna say I got this name on excursion. This was this was a name that was like handed to kind of handed to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, like it's one of those cases where like the excursion gimmick sticks in a really way that they can't quite like they can't quite like completely rebrand me when they bring me back over because like it just happened to kind of pick up a, a small amount of steam. Totally. Yeah, this was in like. Uh, where did we do our excursion, do you think? Uh, so uh, the, where I immediately pictured it, and it is, it is because, uh, 
I have a painful man. I have a painful history with wrestlers that I love doing excursions here, which is like the oh the Ohio Midwest region. Oof is is it's a it's a rough place where uh, a wrestler that I loved uh, went and uh, like which it, one uh, Shijihiro Irie. Oh yeah, Mr. Grumpy Face. Mr. Grumpy Face went to Ohio. Uh, he was DDT champion at the time. He was the KOD Openweight champion. Mm-hmm. He lost the title in Ohio to Sammy Callahan. Won it back the next day, but it was never addressed on DDT, like on anything DDT outside of a one minute like panicked GM announcement of like, <laughs> hey, our champion has lost the belt. We're trying to figure out what has happened, and so God, uh, it is. It may well it like it may have been a case where Sammy Callahan conned his way into winning a championship. It is unclear. And I don't have that information. All I have is the vibes that all of those things had given me. God. Yeah. Um, I know him mostly from all Japan and he just always makes this face. Like he just stepped in a really deep puddle that was like deeper than he expected. It's a great face. It is. uh, I love him to death. Uh, Which by the way, if you're listening to this and you aren't watching all Japan, you should be watching all Japan pro wrestling. It's the most underrated promotion in the world. Okay. You should also be watching DDT. It is a slightly less underrated promotion because it's been it's been picking up steam, but it's my favorite, and they're both all Japan and DDT are both very good. Yeah, I'm just gonna plug just, my favorite promotions at the end when we do social medias. But like, I feel like that's, that's anyway. That's, that's that's that is that is not only acceptable but encouraged. And frankly, I yeah, wish but, more people but, took advantage of that. Yeah, but the uh, the game that we're playing. Right, right. We are playing a game. Yeah, so we're in fucking Ohio. Yeah, I think we we I think that I think we've come together in Ohio when we've been given these these particular gimmicks. These feel like these feel very Ohio. There's something Ohio about them, and I can't put that into words. Columbus action wrestling. Oh, that is that is painful, Caw, if you will. That's that's rough, and it's perfect. So the match wasn't perfect, but it was electric nonetheless. Describe how we covered each other's weaknesses and learned to amplify each other's strengths. What rookie mistakes did we make and what great moments did we create accidentally? I'm for sure still working stiff. Yeah. You probably haven't learned to sell much either. Yeah, probably. Like, like if anything, I've probably gotten a little worse because, like, I had that immediate success with those kind of initial like young lion matches so like like i probably have not i probably haven't just not learned i've probably like gotten a little learned worse the wrong lesson yeah, yeah i've internalized the wrong things which probably leads into an actual which probably leans into an actual like like not good moment of like i probably stiff someone pretty hard word um and i think <laughs> okay so, inspired by uh, one, of, one of my favorite wrestlers right now, Yuko Sakurai, uh, I think I just can't run convincingly. Oh, like, no! Oh, no! Like, I don't move my upper body at all when I run, and so the movement just looks really awkward. So, I go into these, like, you know, like, I'm, like, allowed to do real moves now. So, I'm, like, trying to take advantage of that by doing these, like, high-flying moves. And, like, I can jump and, you know, like, do flips not like great flips but like you know i can do like i can do a kind of clumsy shooting star press mm-hmm. uh but like uh but like i'll try to like run into a move and it will just look so like stiff and wooden oh. until i am off the ground 
Oh, that is that is Oh, that is that is real. That pain is real and it is it it is it is physically hurting me thinking about it. Uh but I do have a I do have a great moment then that ties both of those things together like uh kind of accidentally. If it is it ties into also my absolute favorite kind of uh, my favorite number one favorite all time favorite tag team wrestling maneuver is if you can't run convincingly. And my thing is that I go too hard. I feel like there's probably there's probably that opens it up for a moment where like a fastball special. Exactly. A fastball special where I just grab you and whip and like whip you like like wing you at the at, at the other team. And it is like a completely called audible. But I just kind of pick you up sort of do a spin and kind of discus you at the at the other team and you just collide with them and because you're so good at like selling when you hit them it feel like you know there's only there's only so much that you can pull back when you are being thrown by another human but there's that way that you kind of like stick the landing and you do this like fish flop that just makes it look like you have been flung at this other team at about like 200 miles an hour hell yeah Hell yeah. Um, and uh, I definitely think that our opponents in Ka are like, like whoever the, the, the local tag team champs are, right? And I think they're making a really big deal out of, you know, all the way from Japan. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, like they're trying to sell us as these like cool foreign wrestlers to people who don't know what a young lion is. Yeah. And... I think that is the moment where people actually look up and we seem like what we've been pitched as. Yeah. Uh, side note: there is a there is a there is an Okada match from when he was at Young Lion where he wrestled a he wrestled a show in Barnesville, Pennsylvania. Rip. It is one of the greatest things to watch to watch a crowd watch a person who will eventually become the like probably one of the greatest wrestlers in the world just being like I don't know what to do with this I don't know I don't know how to react to this it's very good and that that you you saying that just just brought into mind Okada in Barnesville and I just I wanted to talk about that for just a second because it's important I've to never me. been an Okada fan but I do I do want to find that. It's, it is it is very worth watching just just for the weirdness of it. Um, all right, do we have anything else we want to throw into this match, or do we want to go into our next scene? Um, I, de- I mean, we definitely don't win this match. Right? No, God, no, 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 no. We're not. This is a this is a this is this is f- like, and I think that nobody kind of expects us to win, which makes that moment where we seem like a big deal even bigger because yeah. like they they announce this is for the titles and like. They that no one expend no one like they're not they're not losing these titles to us. Yeah, and I think um Yeah, and, and I think like these are relatively new champs and this is one of their their first defenses, and I think what ends up happening is that is that like we end up putting them over more than they kind of already were. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like it seemed like when they were like like coming into to the entrance that they were like like people liked them, but like they weren't like the local heroes that they'd unseated, yeah. Like a show or two before, and I think we helped them get that moment. I adore um, that. I love that. That's fantastic. Yeah, and and th- <laughs> their gimmick is some like like very cliche like oh we're wrestling plumbers or something like that. Yeah, I think I think what it is. I think what I want to throw out is like yeah they they maybe even like went into this gimmick as like wrestling plumbers, but like starting the next show because of like 
because of like the kind of accidental moments of like the accidental stiffness that I threw in and throwing you at them. Like they're kind of able to pivot next show into being a little bit of a like a little bit more of the like uh for lack of a better way to put it, dirtbag indie wrestler of like instead yeah. of wearing our instead of wearing our work shirts, we come in with the work shirts and the sleeves are cut off underneath. Like like they're able to kind of like shed a little bit of the like harshness of the 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 we're working a job gimmick because of like how much of a fight this match kind of turned out to be unexpectedly. Hell yeah, yeah, and I think um, I think where we should wrap this up because I don't know if we fully answered what our masks mean to us. Mm -hmm. And I think like when we're watching this as the audience, I think there's a moment where we're like at the merch table and like a couple, uh, just like a couple teenagers who like don't know very much about wrestling come up to us and like, we don't understand what they're saying, Mm -hmm. but the, the thing that stands out the most is that they say that They'll definitely be watching our promotion. Yeah, that's cool as hell. And, like, they ask for the website. That's cool. That's super cool. And, like, somebody has to translate for us or something. That's very good. And I think, like, the realization that by, like, creating these kind of, um, you know, these kind of, like, iconic, like, artificial identities, we're not just representing ourselves anymore. We're representing, you know, our country and our company. That's cool as hell. Yeah, and like we're part of something bigger. We're representing each other. Yeah, and 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 we've built something b- bigger than bigger than what we were on our own, and b- bigger than what we were before this match. And that's 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 a lot. Like that takes a lot to do, and to be able to kind of point to the moment where that happens is kind of incredible. Yeah, I love and that. And I think that's where we can leave that scene, unless you have something. No, that's perfect. Um, so next we have Team Triumph. It happened so fast. Your team's rise up the card felt like a dream. One day you were the rookie openers, then seemingly overnight you were serious title contenders. Describe together how you grew into yourselves over the course of your tag team run. How did you inspire each other to improve, and were there any ways you held each other back? I definitely taught you to sell, right? Yeah, for sure. For sure. Uh, Like, I think we... Oh god, I I just picture like a very like eighties training montage mm-hmm. of like of like li- like you know you're no selling everything and then it cuts to us backstage and I'm like trying to teach you to just like collapse or yeah. at least to like stagger a little bit and then you know you slowly slowly get better and be- better at this like you know stagger back and like fall forward yeah. like uh, like a fist of the north star kind of thing. Uh, I think how I, I think how I grow into myself and also one of the ways I inspire you to improve at the same time is I think I, I, I grow into this kind of like very scary looking, uh, like Ram's horn mask. Like I grow at at that and my build, like I, like I bulk up and I grow into the mask a little bit and like I become a lot more intimidating. Mm -hmm. Like, I I, I figure out how to kind of, like, intentionally be that monster instead of sort of, like, stumbling into it. And I think that, that, like, I I think I'm able to... I don't think I teach you to run. I don't think that... I just don't think that's a thing that I'm able to teach you. But I think there's an element of, like, possibly one of the things that, like, kept you from knowing how to run is, like, there's a very specific skill and it's a very specific thing that you see in wrestlers, especially young wrestlers, of like trying to think about the next thing. Mm. Like, like, like there are wrestlers where you will see them 
stop like or not made like sometimes stop literally but oftentimes like you'll just see the wheels turning in their head of like okay i did this now i have to do this in order to set up like you watch them walking through the steps that they talked through and i think mm-hmm. i i think i I've, i maybe taught you a little bit of like of like just going you, for you it just got to go for it you just got to do what you're what you what you're what your mask would do in that moment totally yeah and and i think like you know, growing into myself and like becoming, becoming the mask in that, in that sense, I think the way that kind of manifests in like, cause like, I think we're still doing the training montage, but it's yeah. not of me learning to run. It's of me, like, it's of me getting like cockier, you know? Yeah. Like you can kind of see in the early matches, like, like my moves are like surprisingly fluid for where I'm at but there's nothing behind them. Yeah. And so it's not, it's not me like doing cool flips or anything. It's just like, it's a close up on my eyes as I'm like throwing a punch and you can kind of see the fire slowly light. Yeah. I love that. I adore that. That's fantastic. Yeah. And uh, before anyone knew it, you were undeniable. Describe together the moment you became true stars. Did either of you feel ready for the push you received? How did the future seem then? Looking back, what were you proudest of? I don't think that I feel ready for the push. Mm. I don't think, I, I, I think actually, I think I want to take my answer a little bit. Because I think this also touches on, on an element of like, an element of like how I held you back a little bit. I think I always felt like a tag team guy. Mm. I think I always thought of myself as a tag team wrestler. No, that totally makes sense. And I definitely think that um, Ellen Mortel, like, definitely, like, I I think this wasn't how I thought of myself when I was a young lion. I always Mm -hmm. kind of thought I'd be a tag team guy. But I think once I was actually in the mask and I was really comfortable with it, Mm -hmm. that... I was like, no, no, I am destined for singles stardom. You know, one day I'll be like doing fucking Phoenix splashes off like the roof or whatever. Yeah. And I, like, that'll be who I am. And I think a way that I held you back is that I like kept you from being noticed by like kind of being a spotlight hog. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel like, and I feel like it's, it's, it, the, the to me, like the, the future kind of looks like that's always going to be the case and like I'm always going to be in that supporting role and like mm-hmm. I think there's an element of like I don't think like I don't think that I think that's a bad thing mm. I get like I get a vibe of like of like I see this is where I'm supposed to be right like I see this is this is my role in things is to be the is to be kind of the the supporting player and like it, it's I I I there's almost an element of guilt, I think. There's almost an element of like, of like, as long as you are, as long as you are, you are, you are on my side, as long as you were in my corner, like, you're always going to be a star who also has this other person with them. Totally. So what are you most proud of? Um, hmm. I mean, like, yeah, I think that our, like, um, kind of star making moment right Mm -hmm. i don't think it has to be that we got the tag team belts but i think it's like we won a big we won we won the tag league. yeah for sure yep like whether we got the belts or not our story is what people were talking about yeah 
Because, like, you know, we were kind of expected to go out first round and we got a big shock win over, I don't know, probably, like, the the reigning champions, right? Yeah, and they are, the reigning champions here are, uh, are, are, are a consummate, uh, a consummate large wrestler team. They are, they are, they mm-hmm. are the epitome of the, of the strong style, which is just two just gigantic slabs of beef in black trunks with no other ostensible dis- discerning characteristics other than just they are very very big yeah oh yeah and they're definitely like guys who've been doing this forever oh, yeah. for, right for like ages they're in their like fourth or fifth tag team reign together yeah and their name is definitely something like dramatic and single word uh yeah it is um let's see what is what is a good one it is um Revocation. Revocation is very good shit. Yeah, re- yeah, Revocation. They are like they they like if you were to look at a picture of Revocation, you would you would you would be like I I don't I could not differentiate these two wrestlers, but for the for the real heads who have been watching for years, Revocation, it's like, oh yeah, that's the that's the one that's more of the that's more of the the fired up one. That's the that one's the tank like they have they have a whole his they have their own they have their own mini game of Ellen Mortal that they that they've they've played through several times at this point. Totally. Oh, the R V and N are all capitalized. Yep, that feels right. That feels right. Yeah, absolutely. And I think I think like because like I don't think the company's doing great at this point. I think they're like leaning really hard on old stars, and I I think. There's kind of a fan expectation going into this tournament, like, like, oh, this is another tournament we could skip, right? Mm-hmm. Because, like, they're just going to give it to the old guys again. And then the old guys go out yeah. first yeah, round. Yeah, I love that. Um, like, oh, I think I think our team finisher is you, is you do the Boston Crab, but you jump on them on purpose this mm-hmm. time. And, and, like, I do some kind of, like... I just do some kind of like flip off the ropes, like while you're doing that. Yeah. And, and I think like this match is like not that long. I think it's, I think like, you know, short punchy matches that like, like there's that moment where the crowd is, is like, yeah, okay, this is the opener. Wait, that's it. Mm -hmm. They won. They won. Yeah. I, I adore that. That's, that's phenomenal. And, and there's definitely this shot like after the bell rings of us like looking into the camera and you can see in our eyes that like 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 we're doing everything we can to convey that we didn't expect this either yep yep yep. and i think the thing that i am most proud of i think the closing beat of this scene is the thing that i am most proud of is you like like tying into that idea of like i see myself as the supporting player and i see you as the breakout star it's that sense of like like it is it it like you like look like a million bucks coming out of this match and like there's there that 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 tag team finisher where you I what I picture is like I kind of like when I'm jumping up about to like jump on them you kind of jump like on me and then we both just crash down on them and like <laughs> you just come down like a fireball and like it looks like it looks like I have been shot in the back with a gun <laughs> word yeah, and I think, um, yeah, and I think that, like, there's a shot of, like, like, the camera 
like of the event as it's airing is like kind of lingering on me like helping you back up after the bell rings Mm -hmm. and us like hugging when we realize we've won and i think um like at the mo at the time the way that the future seemed was just you know i'm gonna be this star i'm gonna be this huge breakout but looking back the thing that i'm really proud of is just that i conveyed to the audience that we had this friendship Like, that we had something that we could draw on later for storytelling. I love that. And it was something that, yeah, it was something I didn't realize I was doing then that I, like, only realized, like, years in retrospect. I adore that. That's fantastic. Uh, Which brings us to scene number four, the heel turn. Things fall apart. A tag team cannot hold. Maybe the tension had been building for a while, or maybe the audience was completely caught off guard. But either way, one of you turned dramatically against the other. The hurt and anger of this moment would drive the feud that defined your career. Who do we think turned? I have an idea, but I want to hear your thoughts. I want to turn. Okay, yeah, I uh, that works. I, I, uh, there are definitely wrestling games where I'm like, I don't play the heel, but it is always my first choice to play the heel in wrestling games. No, that's fair. That's fair and valid. I, I, like, sometime within the next year or two when I, like, finish moving and i'm like actually going to wrestling school like that's that's where i'm trying to head with my career is i want to be a mid-card comedy heel this is my what life. a dream like what a dr- like, what a dream frankly i want i want this for you <laughs> um okay so you're turning so describe the circumstances around the betrayal what were you and your fans feeling right before this happened looking back could the story have gone any other way yeah um i think Oh, you know what it is? I think, like, the company has realized that, uh, you know, people see you as kind of second banana, and rather than, like, rather than, like, leaning too far into this, I think, like, they go almost the, um, like, they make it a character beat, Mm -hmm. so that, so that this, the story is being told is that when, you know, uh, like, it's, like, two years later, I think... I think, you know, we've we've both grown a little bit, like, we are physically larger, but also just, like, you know, like, more confident. Yeah. And, like, we've we've had these belts for a while. We're, like, actually a draw now. And I think that the, um, that the story becomes, like, we don't do well in this tournament. We just eat shit, like, in match after mm-hmm. match. And I think, and I think, um... Like, like, there's just, like, increasing beats of me just being shitty to you after the match. Yeah. Like, it's always your fault that, that we lost. Even, even though, like, the camera clearly shows moments where, like, where, like, I don't get to you in time. Or, like, when I, like, you know, somebody rolls away and I fall on my face and get pinned. But it's always your fault somehow. Yeah. And I think, like, that's... um. Um, and I think that's like the lead up to it, right? Mm-hmm. And and like the final straw is, I think the final straw is like in the 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 championship match at the like big event of the year to like determine whether the people who be who who won the tournament who are oh who are our opponents? Who do you think? Mm. It is, um, at this point, it is, I think we have a working relationship with another company, and it is, like, their champion. So it is, like, a champion versus champion match that, like, uh, that, like, it's kind of assumed that, like, and I think that, 
I think tying into the idea that this is like a character beat, like this is not something that necessarily like shocked the world. It's mm-hmm. like it's one of those you know, you you know the kind of matches. It's one of those matches where like something's gonna happen. You know what I mean? Where like yeah. there is no there is no way that either of these of these matches there's no way that the clean finish happens in either direction. Mm-hmm. Like it has to end with an asterisk, and I think that I think that it it, it just kind of adds to that sort of like awful sense of inevitability. Where it's like, it's like, well, yeah, like, everybody kind of in the back of their mind is going into that match going like, well, yeah, something's going to happen. Like, they're not just going to, they're not, neither company's just going to have their champions get pinned. And totally. Like, when you look at it, you're just like, well, that's what's, that's what's coming. Like, we know we, it's, 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 you, you see it, you see, you see the train wreck happening in slow motion. Oh, and, uh, okay. So I think like up to this point, we've been like faces, like. You know, when I'm mean to you, I'm just being petty and shitty, yeah. but I'm not being evil. It's kind of, it's funny. It's, it's think, funny and, it's funny and, and, and charming. Like, it's charming. It's, yeah, it's goofy. Yeah. And I think the, the champions, the tag champions at this other company, um, are like much more in the like traditional, like strong style heel, like, you know, like look like Yakuza toughs yep. kind of guys. Yep. Like. The very, like, 70s, like, slick back hair. They come in and matching, like, matching, like, deep V button-ups kind of thing. 100%. 100%. Could not have a clearer picture in mind. Yeah. Like, you cloned Bunta Sugawara. And, and, yeah, and so I think, I think, like, they just cheat blatantly. Yeah. Um, like, one of them, like, they've got whatever signature weapon, like, I think they just, like, take. They just take one of us like, like, like all the way out to the entrance ramp, and then just like hit us with a baseball bat. Oh, oh, I love it! I love it. And so, like, and so, like, we get pinned, but you know, we only get pinned because they used weapons. Yeah. Um, and I think, and I think the moment of, oh wait, wait sorry, the uh, the moment of the betrayal is yours to describe. But that is, I think, the lead up to it. I think, yeah. And I think what happens is, like, um, I think it's you that gets hit with the baseball bat. Like, mm. I think it is, it is, it is, it, it could not be more blatantly, like, not my fault. Right? Like, just to, just to add to kind of, and it's this moment of, like, it almost, like, to the fans that know that something is coming, it almost has the energy of, of, is it actually going to be Ellen Mortal? Is like, is that, are they actually going to be the one? Like, you know what I mean? Like you've been mean to me for a couple weeks. Then suddenly like you're hit with a bat. It's this element of like, of like, am I going to, am I like, am I going to see something different? So I think it's something where like, I think it's the fans almost, uh, the fans almost think it is, it could be like, they could be, they could be misdirected. And then, like, you, like, you, like, you come back into the ring, and like, it's it's everything that they expected, and that makes it even worse. Like, you hit me with the baseball bat. Like, you've brought the baseball bat oh. in, and it's it is every bit. It is the vibe of like, it is the vibe of like, oh, it actually was exactly what we thought. Sure is. Because sometimes that hurts the worst of all. Oh. Oh god, I I have this really clear picture of like 
you know, one of the Yakuza guys tries to take his bat back from me as I'm beating mm-hmm. you, and I, I kick him off to keep yeah. doing it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, that's real good. You and your rival were different after the turn. When each of you appeared next, you had new masks and new attitudes. Describe your masks separately. What did they mean to each of you? I think I still have the ram's horns, but the rest of my outfit is skeleton-themed and is, like, broken bone-themed. Like, my mask is, like, now, like, uh, sort of bone-colored, and there are, like, visible large black cracks throughout like my throughout my mask and across the bones and like one of the bones is sewn to be or one of the horns is sewn to be like broken in half so like they're mismatched like one of them only one of them goes all the way around and one of them only goes halfway and like the the betrayal the actual like attack like is integrated into my outfit and i am i am i am now called uh i am now called undead They've, they've, they've given me a new name and I am, I am simply undead. Hmm. That's sick. Um, and I think, I think I remain Ellen Mortal, but like where previously, you know, my, like the tartan mask had just been very like, you know, like, like red and green, Mm -hmm. like very like stereotypical, just like picture a kilt. There it is. Um, I think like. I think my new one is, is like, it's very like black with like thin red lines love over it, it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Like I look, I look like a super villain and I think I start, oh God, um, they start playing, uh, the Highlander theme just, just straight up. Love it. Fantastic. And they do, yeah. Like, you know, princes of the universe and they do it without, without clearing the oh, copyright. So on international broadcasts, they have to mute it. <laughs> I, which, God, I love, uh, I love muted entrances. They're my favorite. Yeah. Which for those of you uh, who don't watch Japanese wrestling, I mean, uh, you should, uh, it's, you know, the best wrestling in the world, but also you do have to deal with so much of that because companies don't give a shit about copyright unless they're like pretty sure they're going to get sued. Yeah, it's very, it is it every time, every time like the crowd will be cheering and it just goes dead silent. You're like, all right, who's it going to be? It is, it gets me excited every time. Yeah. And part of my entrance is I think I like hold the baseball bat aloft with two hands, like a sword. Yep. That's great. That's real good. I think I just carry it now brings us to the, would you like to read the feud uh yeah uh the feud the story you will both be remembered for maybe this feud be burned bright and f- bright and short and maybe it lasted years in any case you and your rival did the best work of both of your careers here every match felt like life or death and in some ways it really was describe separately how each of you learned to stand on your own what did you bring out in yourselves that surprised audiences what did you bring out in yourselves that surprised each other? Um, I am picturing that these are straight up like maybe like I don't think they're literally death matches, but they are closer than they are closer than maybe our promotion has ever gotten before. And mm-hmm. I think the thing that the thing that I think that's what surprises audiences. I think that is what that is what that is what uh, Undead has brought out that surprised audiences is like I've always kind of been uh sort of the base right like i've always been the the person that people jump off of and now it's like i am just bashing you with objects and there's like a real violence that that i think has surprised the audience and i think that's also what has surprised me like that is that is that is the thing is like 
there like there's just a, a decided sense of like brutal brutal bloody violence that goes into the matches that we have in this feud oh totally our first match our first match back like like after the breakup i think our first like big singles match it's a chain match Mm -hmm. um and i think the thing the thing that i bring out in myself that surprised audiences is i've never been a striker Mm -hmm. yeah you know i've always been like you know flying kicks and flips i don't do any of that at least not this match I like this is all about like okay how can I choke you with with this chain you know how can I yeah how can I you know hit you with this chain and it's like it's a very it seems like me trying to do your style and I don't know if it's one of those things where it's like critics are like I don't know if this works but it sure is interesting yeah it feels it feels right for this moment even if it doesn't necessarily feel right for you outside of this yeah um very like um immediately post heel turn takashi izuka kind of moment Mm -hmm. um and yeah and i think the thing i think the thing that i brought out that surprised you is i have just oh god it's a dick move but i kind of don't sell as many of your shots Mm. as like I got famous like like because I could just crumple like glass on command and I think like in my like trying to get get myself over and trying to look strong I think I'm worrying about that for the first time in my life and and so like you 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 know you throw what's supposed to be the big elbow shot that knocks me over and I just don't I love it I love it so much uh, I think I think I surprise you I think I surprise you by like actually like i think it's i think yeah i think it is that like i pro- i think i'm going back to being stiff at this point i think i've been in the last several years mm. like kind of a safe knocking me over the hard yeah, way yeah kind of a safe support like a support figure right like i've been a safe tag team wrestler and now like fans are like oh wow we haven't seen this level of like violence in ye-. like we haven't seen this kind these kind of punches in a long time those handful of fans that were in the crowd for the young lions matches are like, Oh, this is what it was like. Oh no. (laughs) Yeah. It all ended at the main event of the first show of the year, the biggest stage of your lives. Describe together how you went the extra mile trying to make this match unforgettable. What did you do here that you had never done before? Was it the finale? This story deserved. Can I, can I make a proposition? Exploding bat match. There's no way this doesn't end in an explosion. Um, and I think, you know, because this isn't a deathmatch company, like there's maybe one or two actual bad hits in the whole yeah. match. Um, but like the fact that this company is doing it all is like doing this at like, like at all is just like such a, you know, such a like huge turn that like people kind of weren't expecting. Yeah. It just, it, it, it isn't a match that this company has ever run before. And it, 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 I think it is the finale this, this rivalry deserves because we really do just like, even if we don't hit each other with the bat, we just beat the living hell out of each other, right? Like, it's not like the best, uh, like violent matches. Like, there is no point in which this feels like a wrestling match. It feels like a fight from moment one. 
There is no, there is, totally. there is no like collar and elbow lockup. It's just we start throwing hands and we don't stop until somebody gets hit with an exploding bat. Oh God! I think the one, the one real high flying spot I try to do in this match is I hit the button that activates the current to the bat, and I try to like hit you with it off the top rope, mm-hmm. and you roll out of the way, and I just like, and I just like slam myself onto the floor onto my chest Mm -hmm. and i just take this explosion yeah and like the like you know like like there is like you pick the bat up and hit me with it um because like you know that was the finish but i think i think i'm definitely like pushing through like way more pain than i realized this was gonna be because i'd never done this before i love that i adore it that's fantastic but like the 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 planned finale and the moment that fans mostly talk about when they talk about this match is just that shot of like you hitting me with the bat when when the like like after you get the pen after the bell rings you just like pick it up again and hit me with it again and the refs have to like come and take the bat from yeah. you yeah 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 uh, and that like you know like like you know we've been through just just every type of hardcore match like a no dq match we've been through you know the chain match like just like all these like gimmick matches and just like just just like big fights and i think like this brings it full circle like started with me hitting you with a bat and like and you're like fine i can use weapons too i love it it's perfect it, it's it's j and and i think this i mean this segues really nicely into number 6 of like what what comes from this which is separate ways Nothing lasts forever. You and your rivals had you and your rival had ambitions outside of each other, and of course the company had plans for both of you. Describe separately how each of you moved on from the other and built a career by yourself. What goals were you now free to pursue? What circumstances forced your hands? I think I think like that violence like changes my character and my like trajectory forever, even even if I am not necessarily ever like made into a full heel. Like, I am forever cast as the, like, like, being in that match, like, has forever cast me as, like, a violent, like, between being, un- between being renamed Undead, like, I am always going to be that, like, violent figure. Like, 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 that, that idea that I was gonna, that I was gonna settle into a nice, safe career as a tag wrestler, like, is gone now because I am always going to be the, the scary Undead skeleton that, that, that goes after people violently word and okay so what goals were you now free to free to pursue i think that i think that the goal that i was free to pursue now was i think i think i am i think i am never i i think i never go after the the top title but i think there's like a really there's Mm -hmm. like a there's like a a secondary belt or a tertiary belt there's like the equivalent of the of the of like the never open weight where it's just like the the sort of like weird specialty belt that they have that like I that like that becomes like my title, right? And that becomes like not quite a hardcore belt, not quite a strong style belt. It just becomes a uh this is this is where you go for weird matches that we're not gonna feature like anywhere else on the card. Like this is this becomes like a style of belt that is like you know, you know, if you are if you are a fan of of if you are a fan of this, you are a fan like this is the belt that you care about and you're not going to care about anything else on the card. Word. Uh, yeah. 
and I think, oh yeah, um, and I think I, so like starting with the last question, what circumstances forced your hands? I think I left, I think I left the company for like a year or two, Mm. like at first just to recover from, from injuries. But then when I came back, it wasn't here. It was like on the Indies. Ooh, I like that. And, you know, it was, and like, it wasn't because, it wasn't because the money was better. It wasn't because I was trying to like escape anything. It was just because like, I knew that if I went back to the company, they were going to pair me up with you again. Mm -hmm. And I think, I think I make a very like concerted effort to like, I carry the bat into the ring and I never use it. Oh, I love that. I think, I think like that experience definitely like changed the way I relate to using weapons. And I am just, I'm a high flyer. That's all I do. I am never trying anything like that again. I, I, I love that. I love that. I love that you have this visual of like who you used to be that you refuse to use it. And there's probably an element of like that you have it is enough. Like it, it is this symbol of like what you are capable of, even if you choose not to use it. Yeah. And so. And so when, when I finally come back to, when I finally come back to, to the company, um, and this is the goals that I was now free to pursue is I think it, I'm just like a surprise entrant in a tournament in like whatever the like, you know, five star grand prix, like champion carnival equivalent is like, this is. Like, they're just like, and also X. And then we don't know who X is until, like, mm-hmm. the main event of the first the first night. And and I show up, and there's this huge pop. And, like... And I think while we'd been competing... While we'd been competing, you know, for our feud, like, I'd technically been in the juniors division, and you'd technically been in the heavyweights division. Mm-hmm. And so our matches against each other were like, you know, special matches. Yeah. I think now I'm fully in the heavyweights division. I like that. I love that. That's perfect. And, uh, yeah. Um, whatever the critics had to say about it, your recent career has had its own highlights. Describe separately the greatest achievement each of you has managed on your own. Is it the height that you hope to achieve? Do you feel like you got the recognition you deserve for it? How do each of you feel watching the other's career from a distance? I think the greatest achievement I manage on my own is I main event, not a major show, like a secondary show, like this title that like I've kind of claimed as like my belt, like this is sort of like the undead, like this is undead's belt, right? Like in the, in the like the IC title was Nakamura's belt. This is my belt. This this mm-hmm. belong like you know what I mean. Anytime somebody else is holding it, somebody somebody looks to it and is like, "All right, how long until until he's back?" Like he's taken a couple months off. I think. Oh, it's called the immortal title. Oh, it, that's real fucking fuck. That's good. That's really good. Yeah. Um. And so like I am holding this belt. Like I think, and I think like I get to main event. It's not one of the shows that the actual main like title is being defended, so it's not the like otherwise that would absolutely like they would they would they would absolutely like give that spot the main event. But because there's not a title match on this show, they've put me at the top of the card. Hell yeah. And it's like the highest that I get. And I feel like 
it is, I, I feel like I got the recognition that I deserve for this, like, because I, 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 um, I feel like, like, this is more, like, I never wanted to be the singles guy. And, and like, and then mm-hmm. I've settled into this place, like, I'm like, this is more than I expected. Like, I did not expect to be, be in this place. And I, but Who's I, your, I, who, oh, sorry. No, go ahead. No, I was gonna say, like, when you, when you main event, uh, like, who's your opponent? Like, is it somebody, like, higher than you on the card or so, or, like, usually, or, like, lower, or what's the... I think it is, I think it is, it is, um, it is somebody higher than me on the card, uh, and they're using it, they're using it to, they're not gonna give this person the belt, like, they're not giving this person the immortal belt, but they're using their loss to me to build them up to a main title match, because this is a... This is a this is an MMA guy that has come in. Mm. So this is like this is like their sort of first big star making thing. Like they're going to lose here, but they're going to look they're going to look super tough going up against me for the immortal belt. So that like in a month when they win a tournament, like it's like, oh, yeah, we saw how tough that person was even when they lost. Like it's a little bit of a it's a little bit of a of like a of a hazing of a test. It's a little bit of a we're going to show how tough this MMA guy is. It's a little bit of a you're gonna you're gonna learn from undead but like being in the ring with like a legitimate mma star at the main event of this show is like the thing that matters like that is to me everything totally oh and i think i think when i come back to the company like i think he beats me in the finals of that tournament yeah that feels good um he definitely has just like it's like a one word name but it's like just like a normal like european name hans his name is hans Hans, that feels Hans. that feels really good. And you know, he goes and he gets the belt. Um and and I think after the tournament, I think I become the guy for this company who who like I'm a reliable mid-card guy. I main event a lot of the like a lot of the like house shows, a lot of the like road two shows. But yeah. I think what I think of as the important parts of my career is that I help train people. Oh, that's perfect. That's that's incredible. Yeah, um, I think, like, like when people talk about like the big events of my solo career, they definitely they definitely talk about my match with Hans and you know mm-hmm. what could have been if they'd given me the belt. But like when I'm thinking about it, I'm thinking about like years down the road when people that I train start getting belts. It's like, I mean, honestly, Hans is probably, like, one of them, right? Like, he was somebody that came in from outside wrestling. He was somebody that, like, didn't have that background. And, like, you probably, like, had a role. Like, you probably had a role as a peer being the one that, like, pointed him into, here's how you transition from an MMA thing into an actual wrestling thing. Totally. There's probably, like, a clip mirroring the the montage from earlier with you where it's, like, me showing him how to sell. Mm-hmm. And That's very so- good. Yeah, and so like, and then I think like there's there's more clips like that as we see generations of wrestlers down the line, and and I think like the knowledge that like that like I have had this hand in creating, cr- creating like the history of the sport much more than like anyone who's like had indi- any individual title reign. I think that's that's what I consider the height of my career, and I don't. I love it. I don't think people give me the credit for it because people don't like, you know, people don't think of that when they think of like what yeah. makes a wrestler great. I love it. That's incredible. And, you know, and watching your career from a distance, I think I'm just so proud of you. I'm like, 
like like you found it you found a, a niche and I like I'd been thinking of myself you know like for most of my career and it was only when I'd like taken this step back that I realized like how far you've come I love that that's incredible which brings us to our final match this is it one last dance describe alone how you announced your retirement and challenged your rival uh, then I will describe I will describe my reaction and how we built up the match for the audience. Uh, we'll talk about what remains unresolved and how, what we can do to settle it now. Um. Yeah, I think this is definitely one of those things where I've, you know, I'm I'm the guy who does the openers with the with the young lions. I'm the guy who's like been putting people over in the mid card for a really long time, and so I think I kind of announced my retirement fairly unceremoniously at a. Uh, at just like a press conference for something else, right? Like we're just like announcing mm-hmm. an event and I'm like, and they're like, and also Elian Mortel would like to say a few words. And I like come out and, and I'm just like, um, you know, after, after, you know, months of consideration, I would like to announce my retirement. Um, as is the tradition in this company, I get to name my final opponent and there's only one person it could be. And I think I don't have to say it. Everyone knows mm-hmm. the, 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 that sort of like the my my absolute actual favorite reaction in wrestling, which is just the like, oh, like you hear that kind of like you hear that that slow gasp just wash over the entire the entire like press room. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think I think what happens is like I don't acknowledge it right away. Like, like I have a match that that night, like the same day on like a, on like a road to show. And like afterwards, like there's probably a moment where like somebody walks up to me with a microphone and like, is like, so did you hear the news about a little more tall? And I grab the microphone and I just like drop it. I just like, not even, not even addressing it. Like not even, a, not even saying the words. Oh. And like, it takes several shows before like somebody like of them asking me and like it becomes like a very specific plot point of like why haven't i acknowledged this and i think finally like what finally happens is like you have to come out and like confront me right like and that gets like a really big pop of like oh now we're in the ring together and people think that we're going to start throwing hands and finally like you get on the microphone and you're like i am challenging you to my final match and i grab it and i'm like I I I am I I grab the microphone. I'm like, I'm going to beat you, and when I do, like, I'm not going to let you walk away. Like, like I like you. You do not get to walk away until I am certain that you have given everything that you possibly can in the ring. So like I like it is it is the it is a sense of like if you if you truly want if you truly think that you are going to walk away if you truly think this is going to be your last match if I don't feel like you have you have put everything in the ring. I like I like we will we will fight until I feel like you are done. Oh god, and I take the microphone <clears throat> and I say and I say I will put everything on the line if you do. Mask versus mask. Crowd crowd goes electric. Uh and I think I think it is uh I, I think I, I think I, I think again, like, I don't think I even acknowledge it. Right. Like, I yeah. think I, I think I just like walk away. But I think like it is clear that like, even though I don't acknowledge it and I, it seems like I walk away, like there is no one in that room that does not realize, does not feel like that was an accepted challenge. 
Yeah, no, totally. And I think, and I think one of the things that that remains unresolved between us mm-hmm. is is just that like like you won that match, right? But I think when you won the exploding bat match, like because it had to end early, um, I I think like. After after they they pulled you off me, you just left and you have ne- you haven't acknowledged me since, not publicly. I love that. Yep. And I and so I think I think this is like maybe continuing a trend that has existed. And so and so like in this way that like you know I have to force you to acknowledge me. I love Be- it because after all these because you know a- after all these years, part of you or at least part of your character of undead still feels um still feels slighted like i was like intentionally overshadowing you yeah and you know the line between like how much of this is character stuff and how much of this is real is complicated as things are in wrestling as things always are um in your heart you know you're losing your mask tonight only a coward wins their retirement match describe the match together with your rival how do you call back to your careers together? How do you say goodbye without words? It's got to evolve a bat. Yeah. That feels that like, can I make a suggestion? Yeah. How do you use the bat? Um, oh, you know what it is? I don't think I'd bring a bat. I think mm. I come out to our old tag team music. You come out to your music that you always, that you always do. And I don't have yeah. a bat with me. And I think you you come in with the bat. I love it. Um, because this hasn't been who I am in a long time. I don't think I've actually used a bat since then. But you have. Yeah. You know, I don't like that was your first exploding bat match, but I don't think it was your last. I like that. I really like that. And... And so, like, I think, like, we enter and, and, you know, like, obviously this company just, just like, like, they know that people are going to watch this stream. So they're not, they're not trying to get sued, which is why they're using the old tag team music. Yeah. But, you know, but like this moment of like that music playing as I walk in and you look Mm -hmm. me in the eye and you drop the bat between us. I love it. Uh, I think the other callback that I think is important is... Uh, there is a moment where, like, I, I have, like, I have knocked you down, and I, I pick you up, and I, I do a spin, like, like our old tag team specialty maneuver, and the crowd, like, loses their minds, and then I throw you hard into, straight into a turnbuckle. Oh. Like, it is, it is like, this is, this is what we did together, and now I'm going to do it to destroy you. Like, I, I just hurl you hard into a turnbuckle. Just to break you just that little bit further. Yeah. Absolutely. And and I think when you do that, I think that's when I pick up the bat from you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, crowd goes wild. Like, one of those, like, like, there are definitely people there who are confused, but the people who paid to see us, the people who, like, still care about us, know that I haven't used a bat in years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't think you've used it. I think you've you've left it on the ground for me to pick up. Yeah, it was never going to be something that I used. And I think when you throw me into the turnbuckle, like there's this moment where we lock eyes and I walk over and I pick it up 
and you like you look at me and you know you do that thing where the strong style guys do when they just like kind of point at your at their neck like yeah mm-hmm. fucking hit me yeah it's it's one of those and i like absolutely go for it and you and you like look like you're gonna start to do an elbow strike in response and then you like fall to your knees and i like hit you with the bat yeah. again on the back yeah and, and i think I think I th- I know the finish of the match. It's gotta be that I put you in the crab and just like stomp on you right between the like right between the shoulder blades, and it is the most brutal that that has ever looked. It's the first time that I've done it in years, and it's just like it is the final like I've put you down right like it is it like like you are you are you are so good at selling you are also so flexible that like your arms go back and they look like they've been dislocated and you just look like you have been just did just de- you look dead oh yeah absolutely and oh you know one thing that i can add to that i think you put like i think you put like the bat under me when you do that mhm yeah, yeah oh god yeah oh that's very good so that you're not like hitting me with the bat, but you are stomping me into it, like you're That's you're great. making that yours very distinctly. That rules. That rules. Yeah, and I think, and I think like there's the pin, and you know like all of our associates like you know come to like do the ice packs and the little cooling mm-hmm. spray or whatever, and and I think. I think after you get the pen, you just roll over and like, there's a moment mm-hmm. where we're both laying there and the camera focuses on our face and we're talking to each other. Yeah. And like the audience can't tell what we're saying, but, but you know, like we're like wiping the sweat off and we're like, we're starting to laugh again. Mm-hmm. And, and, um, and so, uh, do, do you want to read the last paragraph or should I? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can read it. When your mask is removed, make one last choice alone. Describe taking swift vengeance or describe reconciling with your rival. One way or another, you're going out on your own terms. Um, and then I'll also read the next question, but I want you to answer that one first. Yeah, of course. And I think we finally... We stand up. I take my mask off and I hand it to you. And we shake hands. And I grab a mic and and you know you know when we shake hands the audience is the whole like oh like they respect each other so much mm-hmm. like like they still love each other after all these years and then i grab the mic and i say well you've earned this but i think you've earned this too and then i drop the mic and i pick up the bat and i hit you with it yes mm-hmm. oh i love it i and, love it so much and and I'm like, I'm like still going and like, you know, like the ref tries to pull me off and I kick him off and like a bunch of like, a bunch of like rookies that I trained, like try to pull me off and it takes like, and like, it takes like the person who is like currently the champion has to like run in, like whoever mm-hmm. the new young ace is. Yeah. And like to stop me and I take the bat with me when I go, I put it up on my shoulders and I like. Oh no no no! I like I hold it up aloft, like w- with two hands, like I used to do, and then I put it on my shoulders and I like That's swagger that out. That rules. Like, with like my face is like, you know, 
like like you see it like superimposed on the person that I was. Like you see me, mm-hmm. you see the clip from the beginning of me like walking in, and then you see the clip of me now walking out. And you know Love my it. hair is all messed up from being under the mask, and like you know obviously like it's been years, and I'm like all like wrinkly and old, but like fundamentally you can see the same cocky grin on our face, right? And uh, and I think. I think that's where I leave it. I love it. So fi- final question. As you grab a microphone to cut your final promo, your face in full view, what does your mask mean to you? What does your rival mean to you? And are you proud of the career you've had? Um, and I think that, I think, I think my mask being removed, what that, what that means to me is it represents a burden lifted. Mm, love that. Um, I think, I think I am proud of the career that I've had, but I've realized that the things that I'm proud of aren't the things that people remember me as Ellen Mortal for. The things that I'm proud of are, you know, under my real name. I love it. And and I think what you mean to me is you are you actually are the wrestling star that I wanted to be and never was and realized like mm. I was like I was never going to be that person. And like you you made this niche for yourself like people remember you in a way that like people are excited to see me as a cheap pop like you know as like a surprise entrance but like once i've been around for a little while nobody was like actually hyped for my matches because that wasn't who i was to this company but you were and i'm i'm really proud that i got to help you get there and i'm really proud of you know like kind of what you've been able to achieve. I love it. That's perfect. Oh, what, what, what that, that's good. Yeah. Like you were always the real star. Uh, and that's, that's game. This, that's, oh my God, that's amazing. What, this was very good. This was very, very good. Thanks. Uh, I I'm, was super nervous because I was like, I was like, I've never played this. Uh, haven't, didn't play test this while I was writing it. I hope it'll work. And I'm glad that it did. <laughs> I'm very happy. I'm very, very happy with it. Thank you so much for playing with me. This was such a delight. Yeah, and thank you for playing with me as well. Like this oh. was this was the most fun I've had in a minute. This was this was wonderful. Um, so real quick before we wrap up, where can people find you, your work online, and if there's anything else that you want to recommend, any wrestling promotions, shows, etc. This is this is the moment. Yeah. Um, so first off, uh, you can find me on Twitter at Liana Edgelord. Uh, <laughs> And that's uh, with two N's, Liana. Uh, and you can find me, uh, you can find my my music on Bandcamp at garlicbreadandroses.bandcamp.com if you're into, uh, I don't know, if you're into country or folk punk or, or just, you know, gay feelings, like check that shit out. Um, and you can find my games at garlicbreadandroses.itch.io. And... Um, and, you know, like, including, obviously, Ellen Mortal Unmasked in the main event. And also, hopefully, by the time I finish this, time and space in an old familiar face. Um, and, oh, and something happened and the lights are out, which we also played on this podcast forever ago. I mean, we didn't, but the game was played. and It was played. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> go listen to that episode. And, yeah. My uh, my favorite men's promotion in the world right now is All Japan Pro Wrestling, and I have nobody to talk to about it. Uh, so if you would like to watch that, you can find it on uh, AJPW.TV. 
Uh, they upload some free matches on their YouTube account. Like, check them out. Wildly underrated company. And my favorite promotion uh, is Stardom, World Wonder Rings, World Wonder Rings Stardom, which you can find at stardom stardom-world.com. Um, it's a women's promotion. The genuinely the best wrestling promotion in the world. It's like one of those like if you're not watching it, you're missing out kind of things. Um, mm-hmm. And I actually have a I actually have a tattoo of the faction that means the most to me. Um, I don't know if any of you heard about Hanakimura. I'm not going to talk about that right now because I don't want to cry. But um, yeah, uh, it was her faction. And I guess I just want to leave you with with the motto of that faction, Tokyo Cyber Squad. Um, everyone's special. Everyone's different. That's Tokyo Cyber Squad. Yes, sir. Thank you so much. Oh, I'm, I'm Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Um, and with that, I'm going to throw it over to me in the future so that he can wrap up with the show. Take it, future me. Thanks, past me. And thanks again to Steph for coming on to the show. Get God damn, do I love professional wrestling and I loved playing this game. I love telling this story. Thank you so much. This was such an absolute pleasure. Be sure to pick up your own copy of Ellen Mortal Unmasked in the Main Event, the acoustic cover edition at garlicbreadandroses.itch.io. Be sure to check out Steph's music at garlicbreadandroses.bandcamp.com and be sure to follow Steph on Twitter at Liana Edgelord. Also, I am going to briefly say, uh, if you enjoyed this game, you should also go to jeffstormer.itch.io and pick up the original version of Ellen Mortal Unmasked in the Main Event because I think it is a much different game, uh, The but I think it is also very good. But that is neither here nor there, because while you are on Twitter, you should also follow us at Party of One Pod. Like the show on Facebook at facebook.com slash Party of One Podcast. Join our Discord community at bit.ly slash Party of One Discord. Head to our merch store at bit.ly slash Party of One Merch. And if you enjoy the show, consider leaving us a nice iTunes review or Podchaser review. Consider telling a friend about the show on social media. Or just consider, you know, sending us an email and saying you like the thing that... Because it's nice. It is nice to have it be acknowledged that you liked the thing that we made. You can also support the show financially at patreon.com slash jeffstormer and ko-fi.com slash jeffstormer. Both places uh, help fund the show, the games that I make, all that kind of cool stuff. It's all really, really helpful. Now, if you are a fan of podcasts, I assume you could have been hate listening to this, but I'm willing to bet you at least enjoy podcasts a little. You should check out All My Fantasy Children, which is the other podcast that I produce every single week. AMFC is a character creation, storytelling, and world-building podcast on the OneShot Podcast Network in which every week... My best friend Aaron Catano Saez and I take a listener-submitted prompt, we spin it into an original fantasy character, and we populate a shared universe one story at a time. New episodes drop every Friday-ish at OneShotPodcast.com. Party of One is produced and edited, as always, by Jeff Stormer and Jen Frank. All music for the show comes from the song Infinite Lives by Mega Ran featuring the D&D Sluggers, and the Party of One logo is by Evan Rowland. If you'd like to inquire about advertising rates coming onto the show as a guest or about press coverage of the show, you can email us at partyofonepodcast at gmail.com. And I am pretty sure that's it. So until next time, thank you so much for listening. Remember to fight the forces of fascism every single day. Remember that self-love and self-care are radical and defiant acts of resistance. And as always, party on, everybody. (laughs) 